0: Hi, atop the world headquarters of Southeastern Fly. This is the Southeastern Fly Podcast Mailboat Edition. Today, we're going to give you the 411 on knots. Some things to remember about knots. Knots are, remember, they're knots are our last line of defense against the fish uh, getting away. So don't overlook the importance of being able to tie a good knot. I've got many, many, many stories about Knots that haven't held for me and knots that haven't held for other folks. But I I won't go into those. I won't call anybody out. I won't call myself out. But you're going to have a knot that fails every once in a while. Don't get too wrapped around the axle about that. It's It's not the best thing in the world, but it's not the worst thing in the world that can happen to you. You don't have to know all the knots. You just have to be able to tie knots that hold for you. You don't have to use all the knots. Again, you just have to be able to tie the knots that work for you, and you have to be really good at it. You can't just give a half-hearted effort at a knot because it'll tell on you. And I've heard, well, I don't tie very good knots, so I'll tie a lot of them. Yeah, that's okay, I guess, maybe. But it takes just about as much time to learn how to tie knots correctly as it does to learn how to tie a bunch of knots stacked up on top of each other. So, Make sure that you that you know your knots. You need to be excellent at the knots that you use. Just be very proficient at them at tying them. Don't skimp around whenever it comes to tying knots. It's extremely important because that's the last line of defense between you and the fish. If the knot fails, you're not going to catch that fish. Chances are you're probably going to lose a fly or two, and you'll have to spend more time tie knots on the water when you should have the fly in the water fishing. You cannot catch a fish with the fly in the air or still in your in your fly box or, heaven forbid, just laying on the, on the bottom of the river because you're not filled. But let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk a little bit more in detail about knots. Jordan Red at Red's Flies is a listener and a friend of the Southeastern Fly podcast. Jordan's patterns are tested extensively here in the Southeast and work all around the country. Testing each pattern ensures you have the best opportunity to increase your catch rate while you're on the water. Red's Flies carries hundreds of patterns, including standard nymphs and euro nymphs, tailwater and freestone dry flies, and a very nice assortment of streamer patterns. Red's Flies is a small family-owned business, and they give back to the community by donating 10% of their profits to the Chattahoochee River Keepers, Trout Unlimited, Bonefish, Tarpon Trust, and other conservation organizations who support our southern waters. Go to www.redsflies.com and spell Reds with two D's. Remember, they offer free shipping on orders of $50 or more. And if you enter the code SEFLY at checkout, you'll receive an additional 15% off your order. That's redsflies.com and tell them you heard it on the Southeastern Fly Podcast. All right, so knots. I've got about, I, I've got several knots that I use. So let's get the first two out of the way. I use a, a an arbor knot for tying the backing to the reel. I've been using this since. I can remember the guy that I fished with, started fishing with, that really taught me a lot about the introduction to fishing and that sort of thing. He used an arbor knot. So I've been using the arbor knot for tying that backing to the to the reel. I've never I've never really changed from that. I just that's the one I learned. That's what I've been using and knock on wood, it hasn't failed yet. I really like to use a nail knot for the back tying the backing to the fly line. I like to use it because as you know, you can get a tool if it, it slides through the eyes pretty pretty easy whenever you get into the backing, which in freshwater that can happen with carp and stuff like that. Usually not too much on trout. I mean not not saying that it can't so don't write me a letter about that. I'm just saying that it doesn't always happen every day with trout. It does happen in salt water. Salt water maybe is probably a little different. Uh, but yeah, nail knot from the tying the backing to the fly line. And I like to use it from the from the fly line to the leader. So tying that that nail knot, the leader up to the fly line with a nail knot and I kind of get in these little kicks of, oh, hey, I'm not going to use the loop that comes on the end of the fly line because they fail, And then I'll switch over to that nail knot. I'll tie it for, for years, and then I'll, oh, all right, well, let's try the loop, see if it's going to float any better, or anything like that. And I always, always end up coming back and saying, all right, using a nail knot. So highly recommend a nail knot from going from the leader to the fly line, that connection there. I think that's a really good, solid knot. You don't have quite as much uh, opportunity for that to break as you do with one of the loops. One of the things that it can do is you can, the water can, I guess I should say, the water can soak up into the core of the line sometimes and start it sinking. And if that's the case, you can put a little dab of cement on there or crazy glue, whatever you've got. Uh, gorilla Glue, whatever, you can put a little dab of that on the end uh, while you're still at the bench. That kind of helps uh, make sure you, if you put it in your vest or in your pocket that it's it's got a closed lid on it. Trust me on that one. So I, I really like the nail knot. And then I'll use a surgeon's knot from the tippet to the leader. And if you fish with me before, you know that I tie pretty much tie my own leaders. I do that. Uh, because if it's real windy, I want to tie a little bit longer, butt section, a little bit longer midsection sometimes, and a little bit shorter tippet to turn that fly over in the wind. That's one of the little things that, uh, I've learned that kind of helps, especially newer anglers to, to turn that fly over and really get a good, really get a good, uh, cast going that way. So if you're building your own leaders, surgeons, not work, there's a, the, believe me, I know that you can use a blood knot. And I use blood knots too. So don't, don't write me a letter over that. I'm just saying this is what I'm using right now. Mostly using a surgeon's knot. Sometimes I use that blood knot. This is just what I'm doing right now. So ask me in a year. I may have a completely different line up on knots. If I'm tying on the fly, when I tie on the fly, I like to have a fly on my line. That just seems like it's a better, easier way to catch fish. That was a joke, y'all. I'm just kidding. I like to tie a pits and knot to the fly. I like to tie that because whenever you get down into the smaller tippets, you can actually feel that thing pop whenever it seats. So after you lube the the line, after you get the knot started, lube the line, and then you can pull. And as you pull, you'll feel it start crimping down. Then all of a sudden, you'll just feel a little bit of a pop. And once you tie one right, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I use that for my nymphs. Uh, I'll use that on some midges. You can use a Davy Knot on midges as well, something a little smaller. But I like to to use the Pits and Knot because it does give you that little pop, and that's a little bit of extra – you get a little bit of extra comfort there, uh, knowing that that thing popped and it's going to hold. I use a Surgeon's Loop a lot of times uh, on hoppers and streamers. Surgeon's Loop kind of got a little bit of – it gives a little bit of action sometimes whenever it's pulled. Because the the knot is actually off to the side a little bit, and it'll pull pull that leader around and it'll give the you know the fly a little bit a little bit of I mean very tiny bit of extra action there. So it's nothing gonna it's not going to create a fish every cast or anything like that or every pull, but it gives a little more action from time to time, and you can kind of see it uh, if you're fishing really clear water. So I use that on streamers and, and on hoppers too. Try to try to tie them very small. Perfection loop, I'll use those from time to time on hoppers and streamers as well. Again, I don't really get too wrapped up in either one of them. I know the surgeon's loop, I know I can tie it almost in the dark, almost with my eyes closed, but not quite. But I, I can do that with the surgeon's loop. I can do that with a pits and knot. I can do that with a surgeon's knot. I can kind of do it with a nail knot, but it's it's a little tougher with a nail knot because I don't tie as many of those. So surgeon's knot, pits and knot. Those two, yep, pretty dang good at them if I do say so myself, which I just did. So all of that comes with practice. One thing that I say on our coaching calls, it feels like every time I'm, I'm on a coaching call with somebody, but pretty much every time, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it, pretty much every time I tell the same thing. Practice your knots. Uh, unless you're just really good at them and you get practice, you know, every week. If you're if you're just starting out or if you've had if you've had a knot fail, it's time to go back and practice unless you know exactly what you did wrong. If you're trying to juggle porcupines and 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 tie a knot, you know that that's probably not going to work out real great. So if that if that's the case, I wouldn't worry about it. but you should be able to honestly, you should be able to sit there in almost dark conditions and, and tie the knots that you need to tie on the water. So how do I do that? And I say this as well on coaching calls. And I just yesterday I was in the boat with a couple of clients and I told them, I said, well, you know, how are not. We were just talking, you know, fly fishing. And I said, how's your knot? I said, oh, you know, I need you to show me that knot or this knot. Uh, the pits and knot actually was what we were talking about. He said, what kind of knot is that? And I said, it's Pitson knot. And he said, okay, well, I don't know how to tie that. I said, well, what are you using there? And he said, I'm using a trialing knot. And I said, well, you know, that's a good knot too. You can use it. And he said, well, it doesn't hold very good. And I used to use a trialing knot all the time. And I was like, that's a really good knot. You know, And he, I said, do you, have you ever just sat down and tied it? He said, well, no, you know, I do when I'm on the water. And I said, okay, here's what you need to do, dude. You need to get you some, start with 20 pound test run down to Walmart. I've run to Walmart. I know it's hard to believe, but I did step foot in Walmart. I bought some 20 pound yellow, just old cheap. I think it was like 200 yards for $3 or something like that. It's clear, clearish yellow looking. I bought a a spool of 20 pound and then a spool of clear 20 pound. And I cut some sections and I just sat there and tied. That's what you need to do. You just need to sit there and tie and tie. When When you're watching TV, you know, just sit, just clip off some some sections there that are about a foot long, and and get you a pretty good size hook, and start trying to tie that knot. You should be able to tie that knot almost in your sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "Oh, really? Do you you do that?" And I said, "Yeah, I've done that for years, especially whenever I'm like deciding I want to go try another knot out. I'll I'll go back and retie that thing. I'm looking right now at the two two spools of mono over there uh, on the desk, so I do it." I mean, I I tie them. You should be able to tie them in low light, high light. When you're grabbing a water, you should be able to, you know, when you're focused, when you're not focused, you should be able to tie those knots pretty dang easily to where you don't really have to focus too, too much on them. But just get you a couple strands of 20 pound, tie them together. All right, that looks good. Toss it in the garbage. Get it out, tie that same knot over and over. After about an hour If you, if you last an hour, if your brain can take a whole hour of that, you'll have that knot perfect. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to try the pits and knot because what he found out was the same thing. I I showed him how to tie it and he pulled it. He said, oh, I I felt it. I felt that pop. And I said, okay, well, that's a good knot. Go ahead and snip the tag in and you can fish it. So that's, you know, that's just something that, that we all need to be better at. We all need to be good at, you don't have to learn them all. Like I said, but you need to be excellent at the ones that you use and the more you tie them, the better you get. The more confidence you'll have, the less flies you'll lose. The more time you're going to have fishing with your fly in the water and actually connected to the to the tippet. So that's that's just a little bit of four one one zero knots. So don't have to be. You don't have to know them all. Don't have to use them all. You do need to be excellent at the knots you use. Uh, I use when I'm on the water the surgeon's knot and the and knot. Use those pretty much every day. I do know the surgeon's loop. I use it. I'm using it quite a bit right now because we're in the middle of streamer season. Perfection loop I'll use it as well. Go down to the to Walmart or wherever and buy some cheap, cheap mono. Uh or you can get floral if you want to, but I, I prefer to get get cheap floral and or mono. I prefer to get cheap mono, not floral. I prefer to get cheap mono, uh some. Uh, cut two different varying colors so you can see what the knots are doing after you tie them and after you snip the tag in and just practice until you're good at it once you're good at that you'll have that confidence that all right now i now i know that i'll be connected to the fish if everything else is right so anyway hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, edition of the Mailboat. remember feel free to share the episode with your friends and your fishing partners click that follow button You'll be the first to know when an episode drops. Also, I think it'd be really good and cool of you if you would give us a positive review wherever you consume podcasts. And if you find value in this episode and want to support the work we do, just drop by southeasternfly.com. Click on the store and just make a purchase. That's what keeps this podcast going. So thanks for listening. You just listened to uh, the 411 of, of knots on Southeastern Fly Podcast, Mailboat Edition. See you next time.